This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Jonathan Sack. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? I'm a dancer. You're a dancer. I'm a dancer. And how long have you been in the world of line dance? I started back in about 1996. 96? 96. You've seen some dances in your day. Uh, yes and no. I, I started in 96, and I did it until about 2001. Okay. And then because of certain circumstances, I moved. Okay. And um, kind of let it go. Really? Kind of let it go. You know, that was possible. Yeah, I let it go for about, um, I would say about eight, nine years. Wow. And then when I moved to England... Well, I, I was in the States at the time, living in Atlanta, that's where I started. And in about 2005, I moved there. Mm-hmm. And um, after a few years, I decided to do it over there. I, I, to be honest, at the time, I never knew it was popular over there. Mm-hmm. Had didn't really have a clue. I moved to England, and I didn't really feel... I, I had an illness, which turned out I just wasn't feeling well for the first few years I was there. And it just kind of took a toll on me. And um, ended up, it was my heart. It ended up being my heart, and um, I had heart surgery. Everything was great after that. And then it was about four years after living in England that I realized I felt great. I was good, and I said, you know what? I don't really know anybody here. Hmm. I don't really know anybody, and what, what can I do to go out and you know, be social? Because that's not me not to be social, but because you you felt so horrible the last couple of years. You just didn't have the energy. And um, so I said line dancing. And so at that point... I looked for a local class, and I found um, Kim Ray was local, mm. and um, she was a local instructor, and I started going to her class and um, various other classes at the time, because we have, where I live, I'm very lucky, we have classes pretty much every night of the week. Nice. So you can go pretty much Monday to Thursday or class nights, and then Fridays and Saturdays are social nights, and because I'm in a very, I guess you'd say, line dancey area, <laughs> there's a lot of choice. Mm-hmm. So you've got every Friday night, there's at least one or two socials you can pick from. Saturday's the same. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. And that's how I do it. Now, having danced for five years in the United States and then moving overseas, what differences did you note, if any? <clears throat> I didn't notice much of a... I noticed a huge difference. Okay. And, and I'll tell you the reason was, when I started back in the 90s, it was a a couple of the local bars in Atlanta and you used to go I think there was Big Mama's Country Showcase and the Sundance Saloon you used to go to these different places but it was they'd play like three line dances and it was all the same ones at that point and they'd mix them up a little bit with different music I think at that point they had like the Tush Push um, Midnight Waltz um, some of the I can't even remember some of the ones that we did way back then there was the Tahoe Kick the Bayou City Twister these were ones that we did back in the, in the mid-90s. And then when I started back up in England, all of a sudden it was like every song that came out, there was a dance to. And it just, it was, it was completely different than the way it was when it started. Mm. You know, it was like at that point there was, there was like a smaller choice. And now all of a sudden it's every five minutes there's a big choice. Mm. You know, you have something to pick from all the time. And it seems that you've made it out to several several events including this one the, the Boston Line Dance Showdown how many different uh, cities countries events would you estimate that you've been to since learning about this this world of circuit events as, as they are called well <clears throat> I 
started when I started back in the, in 2009. I started going to uh, pretty much UK events, and a lot of the UK events, although they're great events, they do them on. You know, they're usually a weekend. Um, it starts on a Friday afternoon. Um, there's social dancing in the evening, workshops on Saturday, normally till about two o'clock, three o'clock, and then everybody kind of takes a break. There's a dance in the evening, and then Sunday mornings they'll usually have one or two teachers, mm-hmm. and then it usually breaks up about noon, one o'clock, and it comes away. Um, I'd done that for years, and, or day workshops, just day workshops. And then uh, someone told me, they said, you should really go to a U.S. event. Mm. You'd, you'd really enjoy it. You, you know. And I said, this was about four, five, four years ago. And I said, why not? I said, why not? So I booked to go to Chicago. Mm. I just booked it and went. And um, fortunately, I knew a few people, but not that many. And then from there, I just feel like I know almost everybody now. Mm. You know, it's so fun to go to different events everywhere and just run into familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, familiar faces. And, oh, you go to this event, or I saw you two years ago, and you, you still remember the person. And, um, but I've been to events in America, in England, uh, France, the Netherlands, and Germany. Wow. Those are the pretty much ones. But keep in mind over there, the ne- France, Germany. I mean, it's like going from here to California or here to Florida. True. You know? So True. it's, yeah. But, um, yeah, there are a lot of good events. Well, are there any special connections or shout-outs that you'd like to make for the folks that have really stuck with you in your life, you know, even off the dance floor, that you may have met through line dance? There's so many people. I mean, people that I'm close to, but... Um, no particular shout-outs, to be honest. Probably Kim Ray. I mean, okay. she's, she's, she does a great class. Um, she kind of got me back into it, and she's just so, you know, she puts on such great events, such good days. She kind of keeps everybody locally really involved mm-hmm. and makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the dances that, uh, that you find yourself gravitating toward? When you see, uh, you know, a new event somewhere in the world, and they list the dances that are done, you watch a few videos, what kinds of dances do you really find your groove in? Depends on the music. Mm. It's completely on the music. I mean, there's some dances that are massively popular that just aren't me because I don't like the music. I don't care for the music. But I always try to respect the fact that I might not like the music, but it's not that I don't like the dance because someone's put the effort in to write the step sheet. Someone's put the effort in to, to write the steps. And, you know, every piece of music's not for everybody. True. But I think that... Um, I like a lot of the pop ones, and I do like the country ones. I don't like real twangy country, mm. but I like kind of the fast, good country. Mm. And a lot of, the, to be honest with you, when it's country music, a lot of the old dances to country music are really tend to be tend to be good. Whereas a lot of the new, you know, more modern ones, you know, and the dance has to be doable. Mm. It has to be doable, you know, where you just it, it shouldn't be so much work that you have to like every step. You have to think about, you know what I mean? You just should flow and you should, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then again, that's, that involves practice as well, which unfortunately a lot of people don't do as much as they should. <laughs> Having been to a number of events, are there any that you find to be like more casual? Like what would be, what would be the most casual, easy, you, know, you don't have to pack a lot of crazy stuff for it kind of event? And what would be an event that you feel like you really have to prepare for? You got your tux, you, you're dressed to the nines, you've got themes for every night that you're there. What would be the two ends of that spectrum? My <laughs> thing that I do not like at events, and one of the reasons that I really like Chicago, mm-hmm. is there is no dress up. Mm-hmm. There is no dress night where there are different themes. Some people love it. But I think if you look around, most a lot of people don't. 
or they do something very, very simple. Mm. They'll, they'll participate in the theme, whether if it's the beach, they'll just wear a pair of sunglasses or, uh, you know, or they'll wear some shorts or, or something like that. But, you know, you do, but, uh, but if you look at most events, and you know, my, my opinion might be different than others, but there are very few that really go all out. And keep in mind, you've got people, especially with airline luggage these days, you know, you've got all this extra stuff to pack. You've got, um, you know, but as far as casual events, I think, which in the opposite spectrum, I think the most casual event I go to is um, Vegas. Mm. I like Vegas because it's so big. It's, you, you move around. Um, you can kind of do anything. You can look in one room, go to the next room, go to the next room. Mm. And it just seems to be a real casual atmosphere. Whereas some of the events just seem really intense with the intense, you know, dancers that are out there from beginning to end. And, you know, it goes on till four, five, six in the morning. Mm. And, um, but... I wouldn't know anybody that does that, really, would I? No, nah. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Megan has joined us as well here at the, the Round Table of Dance. I'm curious, as a social dancer, getting up early for workshops, staying up late for, for dancing, squeezing in meals where you can, how do you keep your energy up from the beginning of the event to the end? Is there a pacing that you use or a selection process for classes uh, a bedtime that you try to adhere to or just maintaining a low stress level to keep yourself through each day? Well, I always try to maintain a bedtime, which never happens. <laughs> but, um, you know, because you, you're always ready to leave the ballroom and you bump into someone or someone will, you know. Whether we call that the Italian goodbye. Yeah, exactly. They keep coming in, they keep coming out. Oh, you're just walking out the door and you see that a song, something you want to do is on like three songs from now. Oh, I'll just wait for those three. Um, I think you tackle it by looking at the schedule of the event for me. I will look, okay, there's not any, the first two hours of workshops, I've done those, or I don't really want to learn those tomorrow, mm. um, but the 11 o'clock hour, 12 o'clock hour, I want to do those, so I can stay up a little bit later, but if I know I want to do the 9 a.m. workshop, I will, you know, pace it and go to bed a little bit earlier the night before, and just, um, you have to get out of an event what you want to, you know, some people come, I know some people that come just for the dancing, because they learn everything off step sheets. Some people come because they want to do workshop, workshop, workshop. And some people come for both. You know, some people come just for social. I, you know, it depends on the day and what's being played. And some days you go to an event and think, I want to, or you'll see a workshop schedule and you'll literally do eight workshops in a day. And then you can't be bothered to dance at night because you've done eight workshops and your brain's kind of, you know, so that might be a social night. Whereas the next day you're only doing two workshops. So you push it out on the dance floor later on so it just depends mm. it just depends what what's on the next morning or what time you have to be somewhere mm. or want to be and some events uh, can be you know, very easy to get to because they happen to be on the way somewhere that you were already going or they're you know uh, at, at a place where you have family nearby and then there are other events that you go out of your way for that you just think oh man i'm looking forward to this all year can't wait to go all my friends are going to be there are there events like that for you over the course of the year <clears throat> there's one event and I don't go because of my friends. Mm. I go because it is my favorite event. One of my absolute favorite events. Because it is such a different event. It's in Germany. Oh. It's in southern Germany. And it's called Pullman City. Interesting. It is an old country western town that they've built in the Bavarian mountains. Mm. It's a very simple place. Um, it's got wood. like It's just kind of like an amusement park, but no rides. Mm. And it's, um, they do a big line dance weekend every September. And it is um, absolutely packed. Mm. And it's all improver, beginner, country sort of stuff. Um, you know, a little bit more intermediate, but not, not much. 
and like 900 people show up and it's just almost anything you want to do you can pick up off the floor and it's just good fun and it's not easy to get there either it's one of those places where you you fly to munich and then it's like a two-hour drive up in the hills and you know it's mostly locals that go but um i might have been the one or one or two because it's right near the austrian border so you get a lot of people from the czech republic from austria from from germany that go but it's it's one of those events that I really like to go to just because it's it's completely different than anything you'd ever go to. Hmm. What time of year did you say that was? It's in September. September. I don't think we have anything in September. Maybe one of these Septembers will get will get over there. There you go. I have one event in September, but it's early September, so maybe this is usually mid September ish. Yeah, okay. but it's a great event. It's um some of the. The Pullman City actually sponsors the event, and then they have people come in and direct it. So oh, it's um, cool. so it's like the the venue actually puts on the event, and then people go in and, and do it. Hmm. So um, yeah, and if you go to the, it's like going to the amusement park. You're not actually going to the event, I, as far as I understand. I've been a VIP every year, so I've been lucky. But <laughs> but if you go in, it's you pay your admission to the park for the day, and it's it's included as one of the activities going on in the in the space Mm -hmm. so basically anybody can come in Mm -hmm. you know it's not like you're paying for that specific event you're just paying to go to the place Mm -hmm. and anybody can come in and try it if they want you know you don't get a lot most people come for the event itself but you do get a few that just stand at the back wondering what are they doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) what what is the attire like at these kinds of uh, an event like that um, you see a lot of jer- uh, a lot of jeans and uh, cowboy boots and hats, but I wouldn't say that by any means that it's all that at all because I don't want to, you know, stereotype this event as like an all cowboy event. It's just it's real casual, more you know, just jeans and I wouldn't say it's like a dress up in the evening sort of event. It's just kind of come as you are, you know, whatever you wear to an amusement park for the day. Just kind of go in and dance. <laughs> you know, I'm curious. Are there any other sort of hidden secrets? of line dance that uh, that you're aware of like for example the other what was it a few months ago we saw Rex the Robot come back out, out from how many years ago um, as like a surprise teach from Rob Fowler uh, unless it was maybe just a request that he kind of walked people through and there are some of these dances, like classics that are classic overseas that you might never see in a U.S. ballroom, just typically speaking. And yet, when, let's say, last night, Beethoven's Boogie comes on, you have Shane who knows it and Roy who knows it because they've been overseas. They're familiar with those dances, those classics. Um, what other dances do you enjoy from overseas that just don't seem to be um, commonly known here? Oh, that's a tough question. When you travel, when you when you go back and forth, you just see so many, so many of them done, and they kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. They kind of blend together. Um, that's not honestly a question I can really answer. And I mean, at least nothing comes to mind. For example, of like a specific missing was really big over in the UK. Missing by. Um, was that Heather, Heather Barton, I think? Heather Barton, Missing, yeah. Yes, and uh, Let It Swing by Jamie Barnfield. But we don't see those over here. So I'm wondering uh, if there are others of that, of that sort that, uh, that make the rounds over there. Everybody knows them. It seems like they're at every social. But as soon as you come here, you might not see them, and maybe they should be brought. Oh, you know, those two are perfect examples. Missing is really, it's still really popular. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. Let it swing. I don't know, was Knee Deep popular over here? No, not that. Knee Deep was really popular for quite a long time over there. 
I, I, I think it was a Peter and Allison dance. I'm pretty sure, but that was really popular over there for a while. There was some. Um, I'm just not sure about that one. I know Moni Moni was one that Rob Fowler uh, described to us as a classic that uh, that was big over there. Um, Lamtara Rumba. Oh, interesting. They do that, that a lot over there. Okay. That's kind of an oldie that they do. I don't ever see them doing um, over there when they tend to. No, I don't always do the beginner room here, but I don't see much of. Um, oh, what's that one wall? Ribbon of Highway. Oh yeah, Neil Hale. Ah, I don't mm. see much of that played over here. Mm. You know, it's just some of those beginner ones that you see played all the time over there mm. that everybody gets up for just because they're. I don't see Jade DeBuki done much over here. No, no. I don't see it done much over here. I see it a lot more over there. Right. I have seen it done here, hmm. but I don't see it. There was one last night that was played, and I was with DHSS. Oh, I love that one. Oh, yes. my gosh. I don't think I'd done that for years. Oh, yeah. No, that's one of our favorites. Years. I couldn't believe it was played last night. Mm-hmm. I kind of winged it, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> that one's got so much sass. I just love striding through that one. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, a lot of the other ones, they do... Um, but I, a lot of the, I call them the show dances. Mm-hmm. Your ones like Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Come Alive is going to be one. Um, <laughs> Joey Warren's Straight to the Castle. Oh, yeah. yes. You know, w- ones like that. Those, um, I think those are going to be, um, th- those will be done both. Mm-hmm. Because those, you get the same people. And a lot of the people that do them travel as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're done more over here. Mm-hmm. But the people from here that travel over there, or vice versa, they're going to be the ones that do those. So I think those will be done. Are there any choreographers whose names you keep seeing popping up at different events worldwide that you're excited to, to follow over the course of the next several years? And see where they go? Mm-hmm. See where they go. Well, I've, I follow certain people. I mean, I think you all have your your favorites and the way that they write I really like Neil's stuff mm-hmm. I, I Simon's Simon's stuff um, I do travel quite a bit with I follow Jose mm-hmm. Jose Daniel um, I really like what the Dutch guys do mm-hmm. I think they're um, they've got a lot of talent I think they're um, they're all really trained mm-hmm. you know and they um, they know how to teach something and they know how to pick good music as well mm-hmm. so I yeah and any of the new up-and-comers that we've only seen the last couple of years, perhaps like uh, the Madisons and Rebeccas of the world, uh, any of those that, uh, that you know, you're, you're like, oh, Dustin Betts, pieces, I wonder, I wonder where that's going to go. Like, you know, then he comes out with Chase That Dollar, it's like, all right, he's on his way. Um, yeah, there's some of the, some of the ones that you see doing the, uh, the competitions even. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. or be, people that you know get good hit. D- Dustin Betts has done really well. Right. I mean, pieces. I mean, that's one that's made both sides. Oh yeah. And everybody, everywhere you go, I mean, it's done. Um, there's one dance I really like over here, and I don't know it myself, but I absolutely love watching it. Is Spiderweb? Oh, Brenna Stiff. Yes. Love that oh, dance. That's such a spooky um, song. I love that. I, I think it's a fantastic dance. I've never learned it myself. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. If you're listening, I'd love to learn it at the next <laughs> event you're at. Mm-hmm. But um, she's, um, but that's one I love to do. I've never seen it done, or even I don't think most people have heard of it over there. But I think that's a fantastic dance. Oh yeah, fun to do as well. Fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know about doing it. But speaking of watching, do you? I know this is something that Megan and I like to do. Uh, when you are up, you know, maybe later than usual, and watching the late night dances pop on, is there anybody that you you typically? Uh, 
you know, check out for their styling. Because I, I remember the first time I saw Rachel in Windy City in, what would that be, 2016, doing Have Fun, Go Mad and Poetry in Motion. I thought, oh my goodness, like, whatever these are, I need to learn these because the things she's adding to them are totally selling the dance for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you can, it just doesn't look the same when I do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I have such grace. Um, People that specifically... Debbie Rushton. Oh, oh she's beautiful. Debbie she Rushton. Debbie Rushton, when she gets out there, she can... And I've never seen anybody can just stand on the edge of the floor for two minutes and then just pop on and bam, she can do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I love watching Debbie, Debbie dance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's... Um, yeah, I, I think some of it depends on the, uh, the dance itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch some people put into it. You, you see Shane and Fred... You know, doing some of their dances up at the front, and you think, oh, my God, you know, the energy. And then you see everybody desperately trying to follow them in the back. (laughs) You know, but um, as far as styling goes, I mean, you can't beat Rachel for that. Mm. You can't beat Rachel or a Debbie or a, you know, they just, they're the way you want it to look. You know, you want to hope that when you get out there, that's the way it looks. Mm. Yeah, we noticed that uh, when Carolyn Pilar was demoing some dances at a competition last year, like, you just... I mean, she, I'm sure, had nothing to do with the choreography because it was, you know, her demoing other people's dances, but you saw her dance it like she's been dancing it for years. The way she moves is so graceful and strong. And it's, it's definitely, you know, those kinds of people that you, you want to watch. Any, any kind of dance that you choreograph yourself, you want to see how she would dance it or somebody, you know, who moves like that. Absolutely. It's like watching Guillaume Richard dance. Oh, yeah. I mean, he right? can just tear up a floor dancing. Mm-hmm. It All just makes styles. it look so... Absolutely. All styles, too. Like, there's nothing that like, and, he can't do. <laughs> well, and, you know, I've, I've always been really impressed with people that can go to a workshop, learn a dance for the first time, and then before they're finished with it, they're putting in their own styling. I'm just desperate to... Is it left over right or right <laughs> over left? Or is it, you know... Mm-hmm. I have to get that down first. And God forbid hands. You know, arms as well. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's um, I'm always impressed with people that can do that. They can just style it straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. I'm curious uh, if Megan has any questions that she would like to ask as I pass the mic to her lapel. Well, to be fair, I did uh, join rather late, and so I don't know if you if you asked some of the questions, but um, because the fact that you do travel so much um, all across the world is there any um, events other than your favorite one that you had mentioned earlier that you would recommend people seeing just to get the different kind of experiences that you could like for instance here um, we personally have been involved in something small one room like say like Palm Springs where everybody's in the same social room getting the same lesson um, and then we've been to Windy City and Vegas, which is a much larger events. Um, we've been to events like this one here, which is kind of somewhere in between. But they're all different feels. Um, is there any particular ones that come to mind for you that you could recommend? Energy-wise, um, for the U.S., I would say Chicago. In the U.S., um, one of my other favorite events is Festiline in France. It's in northern France. It's easy to get to from England. And it's, um, there's just so much energy in that room. Um, it's, it's, it's a real mix of young and older. So you've got such an age range, and you've got a lot of young competition dancers. And one of the reasons that they go to this event, I think, is because um, 
the, they do workshops um, all day. They have one main room where they do workshops. And they usually have three choreographers at once over a two-hour <coughs> slot, and they each get up and teach, but they're all within a, a window, you know, like within this two-hour window, it's these three choreographers teaching a dance. And then you have up on top of the hill, it's basically, it's, it's on a university campus, and on the top they have um, this big circular building, and they've got just classrooms, normal classrooms, and you have to pre-sign up starting in, the, the event's usually in May or June, and you have to pre-sign up almost November time, December time they usually release it, and you sign up for what workshops you want, and a lot of them are not just dances, they have um, technique Oh, wow. Technique workshops. So you can go to, like, poker technique. You can go to East Coast Swing, West Coast Swing. You know, all various kinds of styling. And it's... Um, uh, the competition dancers, just... They all flock to it. And so, so it's really fun at night because you've got just such a mix of dancer on the floor because you've got people that, you know, really style everything. People that, you know, it's just... It's good fun and there's a lot of energy at night. And, yeah. That would probably be it. Cool. Um, one of the other things is, I know you said like everybody has their, their choreographer that they you know flock to or are attracted to because of how their, um, the way they write their dances speaks to your particular style or your body or anything like that. Um, is there anybody that you've seen over the years that you've like watched and like seen a drastic change in like where they started at and how much they've grown um, that has just exceeded your expectations or even just be like, I knew they were going to be big? That's a really good question. Um, I would say Jose. Yeah? Um, Not that I remember him when he was starting out, but as you saw him get more popular, more popular, um, you know, he's broken into like the UK market now. You know, he's doing six or seven bookings there getting you know bookings across over here um you know and he just keeps pushing himself pushing himself. another one is jeff camps jeff camps he's really kind of i want to say come from nowhere but <laughs> but he's just doing so well you know two crystal boots and he's really you know just out there you know getting all kinds of you know bookings and workshops and good on him i think he right. does a great job yeah those would probably be the two that i'd say okay um and one of the other things I wanted to say was um, because you travel as much as you do and you just hop on planes because, hey, why not? Um, <laughs> is there any tips that you have or little secret tricks or just things that you figured out during your travels of to make it easier? Such as, like, for instance, we know, like, the cheaper airlines and we know, like, um, which ones are going to charge you extra for bags, or we know if you book at you know X amount of time ahead of time. That is such a good question. Um, yes, one hundred percent. I was I'm going to Australia in May, and I was looking at airlines, and and the reason I booked the airline that I did besides price was luggage, was luggage because this uh, I think it's China Southern, but they allow you two pieces of luggage up to twenty three kilos. Whereas I was looking at like Qantas and it was, your luggage was just based on weight. You know, I didn't know how much it was. I really tried to look as well. Um, I've gotten stung on that once and it won't happen again. <laughs> you know, luggage is one thing I check. The other thing I check is just to be comfortable on the plane. You know, be comfortable on the plane. I always pre-book myself an aisle seat. And I always try to find an aisle seat where someone else has booked the aisle on the other side. 
Okay. Because there's a very good chance nobody's going to go to the airport and say, could I have a middle seat? <laughs> you know, people don't do that. And ni- unless the plane is completely full, 90% of the time I end up with an aisle seat with nobody next to me. And, you know, if it's three across, you've got someone on the other aisle, someone here, no one in the middle. Or, do you know what I mean? Or even if you're traveling with two people, book the aisle and window on the side and leave the middle one empty and then hopefully nobody will take it. You know, and if the plane's not full, they won't. If not, anybody will swap. Yeah. Would you swap this middle for a window or an aisle? Right. Of course they will. You know, so so that, those are probably the best tips I could say. Just, you know, plan it, you know, always remember to assign you, especially if it's a long trip, just remember to assign your seat and get it and um, just to um, yeah, watch your luggage allowance. You know, watch all those little bits that you don't expect. Okay. Um, now, it's definitely very different from us because we only travel in-country, but coming from... So far. <laughs> yes, so far. Fingers crossed for um, upcoming events. Um, but internationally, is what, what kind of process do you have to go through once you... Because I know, like, some of the choreographers have to, like... Um, you know, they, they're not allowed to um, bring, like, products to sell. Because it's then it's in income, so they have to go through customs and stuff like that. Is there anything that you guys have to do? I mean, because we just get on and you know go through the security, go through the gate, no. get off the plane, and leave. Huh. Um, <laughs> no, I mean we have to go through immigration and customs like everybody else. Um, for me, I'm lucky being a U.S. citizen; I can come and go as I please, so I don't ever even really get any questions when I come here. Um, when I go back two years ago, Chicago. I flew from Chicago to London. I got to London. This is a true story as well. I was with Debbie Rushton and Joe Kinzer, and the three of us flew back together. We all got to Heathrow, and I was like, oh, I'll drop... I'll, I told Debbie I'd drop her off at her house because she's about 20 minutes from me. I was like, yeah, I'll drop you off, no problem. And um, I was standing in line. They went through the English line. I was in the others line. The others. <laughs> and um, after about 20, 30 minutes, Debbie said, there's a coach leaving. I'm just going to take the coach home. She said, are you through yet? And I said, no, I'm still in line. Debbie was home in her living room. Joe Kinzer was home in Cambridge, which is about an hour and 20 minutes from Heathrow. She was home in Cambridge. I was still in line. Wow. It took three hours and 35 minutes to get through immigration. And at that point, I got up to the front and I said to the lady, I said, I'm really sorry, but this is crazy. And um, she recommended a border card for me, which I applied for. I, th- I think it's kind of like the TSA pre-check, pre-check? and stuff okay. here. But I've got it for the, for the UK, so now it's really easy. I can just kind of just slide through. I can just use all the European lines. But, yeah, but, okay. um, but yeah it can be. Um, but that was, that was probably the worst I ever experienced. But so, um, because, again, we've never flown before, so this is more of a personal question for me. Um, going through immigration, what, what is that like? What do you have? You said questions or... Well, I think if, you, if you're going into a, a foreign... They'll just ask you how long you're staying. Okay. You know, how long are you staying? You know, the, sometimes they may want to see your return ticket. Okay. Um, you know, it's just basic questions, you know. If you're coming just for a visit, you're coming with correct funds and you're... Yeah. You know, that's what you're coming for. Then okay. There shouldn't be any problem, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because like I said, we just, you know, hop on a plane, get off the plane, leave the airport. There's nothing we have to... Do. <laughs> Do. Yeah, exactly. Besides getting through the security in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> that could be half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the battle. But yeah. <laughs> Feels like you're there once you get through security. Right. Oh, finally. <laughs> right. 
Um, I think that's about it for me because I know what some of your upcoming questions are going to be anyway. So. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I do have a couple of those questions. And also, I'm curious, are there any snacks that you bring on the flights? Because on-flight or, or on-board snacks can be very expensive. <laughs> and I'm wondering, are there any lightweight but uh, nutritious and tasty snacks that you bring to avoid having to pay for an $8 sandwich? Or Internationally, you don't have to pay for food. Oh, so how nice. Fancy. So no, so we don't. Yeah, no. So I don't have to worry about that. But um, no, I usually um, I'll pick up something from home, like a bag of nuts or something. You know, just something. Put it on if I then I usually forget I have it, or I'll put it in the wrong bag and it'll be my check luggage. I've done that. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right. Well, few few final questions for you. one, how would people get in contact with you if they are maybe staying in your area and they want to you know, come say hi and they want to shoot you a message first? Uh, oh, Facebook probably. Facebook. Facebook would be the best. I'm, I'm really surprised at how many people are like, oh, I've seen you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're not friends on Facebook, but I've seen you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but no, Facebook or um, just email. What is your email address? J-O-N-S-A-C-K at hotmail.com. Okie dokie. Yeah. Um, also, if there were something that you could broadcast out to the entire line dance world that they could think about or maybe uh, consider putting into action in their lives, is there anything that you would like to just kind of get into people's minds? Just have fun. It's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. Just have fun. That's all I'd really say about it. Okay. You know? And uh, one final question. Is there a dance that you would recommend that everyone learn right now? After this weekend, yes. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Hmm. Roy and Fiona's The Rain. The la- oh. oh, Bring Down the Rain. Bring Down the Rain. 100%. It's like an... Is it an ABC? I believe it's phrased. He taught it in three sections. Hmm. Probably ABC. But you just kind of do ABC, 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 ABC. Okay. So I don't know. But yeah, maybe it's, that's, yeah. It's 96 count. Okay. I believe, yeah. But that was, yeah, that would definitely must learn. Mm. Must learn. Great track, great steps, not too hard. Yeah, good. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting Line Dance with us here on Line Dance Podcast. Thank you. Until next time, we will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance floor. floor.